Hello, heroes, and welcome to another exciting episode of One Shot. I'm James D'Amato, your host and game master. Heroes, this week we are concluding our series on Blades in the Dark. I hope you enjoyed this extremely bizarre holiday adventure. At the top of this episode, I wanted to read a plug for one of Alan Linux's projects. This project did not exist at the time that we recorded this uh, because we recorded this last year when I was still able to travel. Heroes, if you're a fan of Monster of the Week, podcasts, or the early 2000s, I've got good news for you. Mystery County Monster Hunter Club, a new actual play podcast that features many friends of the One Shot Network, has just dropped in time for the new year. The show follows four teenage monster hunters and their high school janitor as they try to investigate cryptids, mysteries, and teenage drama that seem to plague Lake Mystery. Check out Mystery County Monster Hunter Club on Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also follow them on Instagram at mysterycounty underscore mhc. Heroes, I am a huge fan of so many people involved in this podcast, especially Alan and his wife, Claire. They were some of the funniest people that I knew performing in Chicago. Please check out this show. I can almost guarantee you'll enjoy it. Uh, I am subscribing to it right now. Now, with all of that out of the way, let's get to the show. Okay. So that is the harm. That's acceptable. That is acceptable? Yes. Damn. So I will point out to our listeners at home, in this system, if you think a consequence is not acceptable, you can easily just take an amount of stress to displace it. Yeah. Right. But these boys love to hurt. Yeah. We, we, we're hurty boys. Yeah. Okay. Cool. What do you do? Well, as we remember, there's this giant stuffed eel on the wall. Yeah, I do that's remember that. True. So you see this bloated form. I forgot you look like. Yeah. <laughs> you look like the you look like the man with yellow eyes. From, yeah. Yes. From Legion. From Legion. Yeah. Just and kind of like floating, not some like floating in air is different than floating in water. So he kind of looks like he's floating in water, bobbing. And I see the stuffed eel, which a stuffed mounted animal is just a grown person's stuffed animal so i go and peel open the mouth and force myself into that's an attune for sure yeah one no you called it yeah yeah that is not gonna work okay i can offer you well take the devil's bargain yes i'm so curious i know how i'm rejected from it please describe that so i peel open the mouth of the eel and what we didn't realize is that animals because we've never we're not allowed to hurt animals especially dogs are so around us but we don't there's no other animals really that we would hurt their souls are trapped in their bodies i go to open the eel's mouth and snapping out almost like the alien is the eel's spiritual form wow as well and so it's already occupied and uh there's no room in the inn dang that rules i think it snaps at you probably yeah. <laughs> And I've died in the ocean, so it's all very, it hurts oh, yeah. even more. Oh. And I'm trying to, and it, you know, it's kind of like, you know, when you, when you like kind of like ugh, pump yourself up. So we, I, I try to 
keep up uh, the the jubilant slide. It's just wee wee wee. So the devil's bargain is like serious, serious things that can affect you. They, okay. They'll allow you to gain some advantage, but you're going to be making a major trade-off for it. And one of the options for a devil's bargain is to betray a friend or loved one or tick a troublesome clock. I kind of want to combine those two together. And Alan has started this hungry. He's already had a tick on this clock. You, within the church structure, and you have known this, Brother Windup, for some time... You are the superior priest of this church. You are in charge here, which means that Bledo Elwick is one of your inferiors. And at times, it could be important for you to continue living and maybe less important for your subordinate to continue living. You have the option of taking some of the life force that binds Bodo Elric to Earth and use it to quickly prepare a vessel for you to take over. If you do this, you are going to tick this hunger clock and Bodo Elric is just going to be ravenous. They will need to consume one or maybe more people in order to continue or they could wink out of existence, but you will have a vessel. Now, a wrinkle in this is the automatons. Once my soul vessel is shattered, I am freed from servitude and I become a ghost. Whoa. So, do you still, question do you is, still love Astrolith? Right. Yeah, wow. This is a really yeah. interesting turning point. What are you going to do? Yeah. I swear, I swear, Vashalith, if you turn on me. <laughs> well, it's either turn on you when we continue to work together or then you do it. I don't do it. Do do what? And, follow your heart. Follow your stupid, beca- bloated, dead heart. And I become either free to do what, what I will or to move on or. And what would you do? What would you do but a wind up? <laughs> What are you so eager to one-off and do? My only functions were to destroy that which my master commands. That means both destroy what they tell me to destroy and also destroy what they command. And so I'm going to go take some a life force from Brother Eric. What a Eric. Yeah. I have ticked another box of this troublesome clock. Now that this clock exists, it is something that if there are complications further on in roles that you do, I could tick out this clock entirely. You are going to have a second clock, and this clock is going to be your feeding clock. Now am I just a standard ghost, or do I, or what did I do to myself? And how does it look? I don't know. I, I don't think you're a standard ghost. I think... You're taking life force from your subordinate right. to basically make a sacrifice and prepare a vessel for yourself that is okay. acceptable. And it like, would be a... Whatever toy is in this room. All right. This is an office that has like... Does Cherry have any children? Yes, he has a daughter. Yeah. I think Cherry's daughter 
Patricia. God damn it. That's good. <laughs> yeah, I like that. She doesn't... Not his other daughter, Stamantha. That's the older one. Yeah, She's okay. too old for She's toys now. Old. Okay. Yeah. Patricia doesn't like dolls. Patricia likes toys that she can throw and play with and like, you know, cuddle and hold. They're not things to... She wouldn't leave things just in the box. She wants to play. So I think, as all kids do, they get into the room that they're not supposed to be in and played with this old stuffed rabbit that when the cleaning uh, folks came in to prepare for the party kind of didn't know where to do with it and so kind of shoved it in like underneath the couch and you wouldn't know it was there only the people who put it there knew but the moment taking the force from brother eric immediately signals to me that there's a vessel that not only is maybe not as well equipped for fighting or skirmishing but is a lot more durable and a little bit less unwieldy than just kind of a robot man. And so I take the force and it's almost like this inverse of what happened to the human vessel you had. So instead of erasing, it's like this bloating. I'm giving you a little bit of my bloat and a little bit more of, I get a little bit less bloated. Mm -hmm. And then I go down to find the stuffed rabbit and it's kind of like there's not their floppy ears are down. It's not they're not up, and it's kind of missing an eye, and it's dirty, but it is lucked. And so that is warm. And so I get in there by there's a little bit of stitching underneath in like the armpit, and I get in there. Yeah. Get it. Get up all in them cotton guts. Yeah, well, I mean, you're, you're you're like being pulled in yeah. through the coils, right? As if the drain was plugged, mm -hmm. uh, and I couldn't find anything. And now Vashrelif has revealed some place that I can slide into, and I do so. And then I, you know, little cute bunny comes out from underneath the underneath the ready to the, hug some knives. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, the the bunny like slowly pops yeah. up and like straightens itself out. All of this happened in full view of Mordecai who is just like watching fascinated like he steps over the convulsing form of yeah. Jeremy on the ground like who's got this like knife in their eye and bleeding out and like bends down to look at this rabbit I want to again point out that we have two clock clocks here for Alan one is a starve clock it has two of its quarters filled in. The other is a feed clock that is right now completely empty. If you manage to feed on enough life forms before your starve clock maxes out, you're still going to be able to live. But right now, your connection to the mortal plane is wounded. Okay. And Jeremy's still alive, kind of? Something like Jeremy I want is... to eat Jeremy. <laughs> yeah, go down and eat Jeremy. Yeah, I think I just like overtaken, wailing and ghostly. I do not resemble a human being anymore. Hell yeah. I'm just this like amorphous kind of wailing, open mouthed horror. And I just descend from the ceiling and on the way down the fireplace kind of like woofs out. And as I descend along the big bay windows, like frost crackles down along the glass to trail behind me and I just dive into his body and I just suck him dry. Roll your attune. I'm gonna eat you! Oh no! <laughs> okay. I can push myself. Do it. I'm gonna do it. Okay. 
It, it, it take, says I can push myself for an extra die. So take a stress. So I take two drain. Two drain. Or accept the devil's bargain. Yeah. Can I take another devil's bargain? Let's take another devil's yeah. bargain. Let's double down on devil's bargain. It's working out for us so far. I think so. God, let's see. What else could I do here? Let me roll the die to see if it's worth it. <laughs> yeah, that's worth that's it. That's a six, Hot baby. Damn. You just wasted your six. What do you mean? <laughs> oh, do I have to re-roll? I mean, I'm clearly taking the devil's right. bargain. Right. No, I know. Yeah. But if you have to roll in the devil's bargain, you just rolled a six out, man. You only got a finite number okay. of sixes in your book. What's going to happen? I got so many. <laughs> this person is slipping away from the mortal coil. There is very little life force left in him. You've pushed yourself already, so what I'm going to say is we're going to tick your starve clock once more. What is happening here is you have to use spectral energy to get spectral energy out of this situation. So what I will allow is I'm uh, you can take a tick of your feed box here, and that will... Is that good or bad? So feed, feed take is, is good because okay. like the, if you feed three times or get three ticks of feed off of something, you're good. You, you'll have saved yourself. Cool. I'm a feed. You don't need a devil's bargain at this point because you you pushed. Well, I'm I can push or devil's to push bargain. yourself. You have to take two dream or accept or the devil's, devil's bargain. bargan. Yeah. Okay. 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 Let's see. Sacrifice a coin or an item. Offend or anger a faction. I have a suggestion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What god do the lamp blacks So lamp blacks are just a gang. Not? Oh okay. I was wondering. But if, it like, seems like they're affiliated a... with the Path of Echoes. So what yeah. this what this dude went off oh, is right. he went to the Path of Echoes so he could get something to right. mess with you guys. Maybe he made himself a vessel for that Path of Echoes god. Yeah, so what will happen is I will move your Path of Echoes animosity which is already at 2 to a 3. And that's bad. In order to get into that toy store and establish yourselves, you disrupted one of their plans. And they have not liked this toy store for a long time. When the opportunity came about, they would mess with you. They would destroy shipments and whatnot. And it's something that you've endured because you simply didn't have the power to move against them. If I move this to three they are actively going to try and wreck up your place. And they've got all the resources they need to do it. It's dangerous, but everything we need is going to be coming out of that factory. Exactly. And then our Lord will walk our mortal world once more. Yes, and so, bring joy and laughter and death to all. It's uh, it's time to disrupt the status quo. I will take this extra Difference. animosity. Bargain. So you... Yeah, and it's going to take them a while to figure this out anyway. Yeah, <laughs> it's not like somebody's texting right now. Yeah, they're not gonna know. Yeah, damn it. How are they gonna know? Oh, they they know because they implanted some echoes, some memories in this person's head. That is oh. the that like he's like I need something that can hurt ghosts, and they're like, oh, we can give you something that can hurt I ghosts. See. All you need to do is take on some of the echoes. And, you know, he's a dummy and had no other access because the Lamp Blacks weren't going to give this to him. So some of the echoes wink out. And somewhere in the city of Duskfall, someone wails and others join them. Cutting back to here, and I have definitely ticked up their animosity to three. They're actively going to be trying to wipe you out. They are a tier three organization. So they have maybe two dozen people and lots of resources 
to we're a ghost and a bunny yeah mm-hmm. we, we're fine they've got plenty of resources to mess with you so that's a problem but you've also managed to by summoning up that extra force tick one of your things on your feed clock you have one more box to tick on your starve clock though before i die this is a mortal imperative for you you need to feed again and you need to feed on a worthwhile host because if you don't you're going to discover whether you would be welcomed into Vashralith's arms or if you died as an unsuccessful acolyte maybe just wink out of existence in a moment of post jeremy eating clarity i realize that despite seemingly having no reason to be at this party diane smothers is here and that perhaps the reason she was marked was for this very scenario. Was for food. That, that she is like she's like the emergency cliff bar at the bottom of my hiking bag, and that this is this is effectively a lifeline that is being offered to me by Vashralif. I like this a lot. And so I just open myself up to her presence and like let myself be drawn to her to eat on her soul. We'll cut over there in a second. Uh-huh. We move back to Brother Windup in his new rabbit form, and we see Mordecai looking over. All right, uh, I've seen you fight, and... There's no more pretending. I am not a butler. I gathered. What do I need to do to uh, get some of these powers and abilities that I see? (laughs) One must just open the many white doors you have inside that pretty little skull of yours and join me upstairs. In order to do this, he's, he's already intrigued. So you're coming at this from a controlled position. This is a sway roll. You're not trained in sway. You can push yourself to gain an extra die. Can I, since Brother Windup has like Ooh, borrowed yeah. part of me, can I assist through our Bound in Darkness Oh, yeah, we have fa- that feature. Yeah, I like that. I'll give you another die for that. So I get two die? Yes. So you will take, you're taking one stress to do that. So do I? Mark that down. Uh, th- that's what assist says. Well, we have it. No, that's oh, our... Nice. Is it saying there? Wait. It just says that I can use teamwork, but if using teamwork takes a stress, then that's what it does. Yeah. That's what the assist teamwork does. So then I look like a cute little bunny. And instead of saying it in my normal brother wind-up voice, I feel Brother Eric come through. And I just like a cute little bunny. Oh. Yeah. And I look at him and I go, Mordecai, it's so easy. We just want you to play with us. And if you come upstairs, you can have all the powers you want. Perfect. Roll it. Six. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, my boy. <laughs> oh, my good gravy graces. We're going to go upstairs. There's a little bit of uh, so happy. like alcohol <laughs> in this dude's system. Brother wind up because the ears are floppy. He's kind of like playing with it. Like, yes. He's just like, well, we, we just said, uh, like, we just go upstairs and we can see, like, why don't the, we retire? Why don't we retire to I do the a voice. more comfortable womb? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Doesn't it sound like fun? Doesn't it sound like fun if we go upstairs and we go see uh, Terry's very special place? Oh, man. <laughs> it's like 
a combination of like <laughs> grossly seductive and like yeah ghostly like grossly like uh infantile yeah, yeah. infantile you could carry me up there if you want oh <laughs> and i levitate i levitate up into his arms uh he's laughing he, he's <laughs> laughing well let's see what horrors await come cherry I will say this, Mordecai, Mordecai's game for whatever. Yeah. This dude has been looking yeah. for supernatural I mean, that's shit. a middle child syndrome for you. Yeah. yeah. I'm looking for any attention. With that, like, Cherry pops up and, and hurries the way to the doll room, which we cut over to, where is your friend in this party, Alan? I think she's there, because there was all this hole of blue and people started, like, leaving and passing out or whatever. I think she's just, like staring into the fire there's like a big fireplace in this ballroom and she's just holding a drink and staring into the fire i think she's sort of feeling this light melancholy of maybe this is the first public social gathering setting that she's attended since her husband passed away yeah so there's this sense of like what am i even doing here and this is a disaster and all this like garbage is happening and I don't even belong with these people. Like this is this is something that I was attached to through my marriage. Yeah. And now I just feel it just feels so weird and out of place. I love this. She feels your presence. Yeah. You are a comforting presence. You're yeah. Part of that house that is familiar, and it's it's one of those things. Long before I, I maybe she's never seen you manifest. Oh, does she think that you're her husband's spirit? That. Might be it. Oh, <laughs> so she's just been talking to thinking she's talking. Hello, about Diane. Oh my god. And one of the things about a tune is that a tune is something that allows people to perceive and communicate with ghosts. So I think she doesn't hear that voice or any voice because she's not good at a tune, but she gets the impression of the words that were said and suddenly opens herself up, feels warm. Alan, you, I'm going to need an attune roll from you. Okay. If you are successful, there's a chance that you could maybe skim a little off the top. Maybe Ooh. not eat the whole thing. Mm. But we'll see. we'll see. I want, I want to eat the whole thing. Rust off the cake. Okay. Cook, cook, cook. Oh, no. Shoo. Oh, no. That's fun. It was a one, everyone. So here's where, now normally flashbacks are something that's part of the plan here. But I, in this situation, want to see a flashback because this is apparently something that has been happening for a while. That, that you've been working up to is, is th this vessel is being prepared for you in a way. So I want to know a moment that happened in the past that made this situation here destined. I think I, I spent time in the apartment enough that normally, I mean, even on the page here, it says that the presence of a ghost is, whether you can kind of see them or not, is kind of like something that makes the hairs on the back of your neck stand up and, and you feel the presence and it's not good. But I think she's become accustomed to it. I spent so much time bopping in and out of her place that it's like a familiar feeling rather than an unsettling feeling. And I think one day I was just up there and she got out of her chair to go get something or do something. 
and she walked through me, but there was like a drag effect where like almost reverse possessed, I got stuck to her spirit for a moment as she walked and then I like kind of phased through after a couple of steps. It's like, it'd be the spiritual equivalent of you drop your papers and you reach down and yeah. your hands oh, touch. That's a uh, spectral meat cute. Yeah, it, it's, yeah, it's exactly that. It's it's like a, a, a soul meat cute. Yeah. And I think that was a moment where I was like, what? Wait. Who is this? What? <laughs> wait, do I? For Diane? Yeah. No. No. No, that's, wait, but do I? Do I like like her? No, that's, that's great. That's not, no, we're regular friends. No, yeah. that's stupid. That's nuts. That doesn't make any sense. I love this. Hey, heroes, it's James, your game master, and welcome to the mid-roll. Heroes, this week is the season finale for Skyjack's Courier's Call, our all-ages spinoff of Campaign Skyjack's. Heroes, I am so proud of what this team has managed to accomplish in their first season. I'm looking forward to producing another season with them. We'll definitely need listener support to make that happen. So if you haven't had a chance to listen, I suggest going to listen right now. You don't need any prior knowledge to the world of Skyjacks, though it is helpful and makes the show a little bit more fun. But the entire cast is amazing and you won't regret checking it out. But that's all we have in the way of announcements for this week. So I wanted to take a moment and thank our backers on Patreon for making this episode possible. I was so excited about these episodes when I recorded them, and I was even more thrilled to hear what our editor, Tracy Barnett, did with them. And we would only be able to make that beautiful audio magic with your support. So thank you for sticking with us. If you liked these episodes and you want to hear more like them, please head over to patreon.com slash one shot podcast and sign up to be a supporter because that's what keeps us going. And in return, you get cool rewards like the new behind the scenes audio that we put out for campaign skyjacks and some other exciting things we've got coming up for you very soon. Thanks to everyone who backs us and everyone who's going to back us in the future. Now, with all that out of the way, let's get back to the show. I think this is going to cost one stress. Okay. You're getting uh, stressy. Yeah. There's not a problem with this. There isn't a risk of resistance because she's already ready. You can roll again, this time with two dice. Okay. So you've prepared I'm going to push too. I want to push. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Hell yeah. I'm going to push. So I take two more drain. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or a devil's bargain. I we I he's already <laughs> betraying the friend. The devil's run out of paper yeah. for contracts. Five. Five. Thank goodness I pushed. What I am going to say is I think that this was a desperate situation. I think there's going to be a serious complication. A, this is going to kill her. But because you've nice. made the decision to eat the whole thing, it is going to fill two of your feed boxes. Yay. Nom, 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 nom. Nom, nom, nom. <laughs> goodbye, goodbye. <laughs> the complication is just as you have finished. She is grown in and withered. It's, it's a lot less violent, too. It, it's more gentle. It's like gentle. a graceful. She yeah. goes gently into the good night. As her life force burns away, you can feel the universe. You can feel Vashralif. I think when a ghost exits a body and exits this plane, 
that it's it's a tiny pinhole through which Vashralift can act. And your whole being is overwhelmed by the knowledge that she was not a meal for you to take. Oh. I misinterpreted. Oh, oh no. She was placed there not for you, but for him. So that's the major complication. That is a major complication. That is like yeah. absolute major complication. Like, oh no. Yeah, yes, yeah, sir, yeah, yes, yeah. sir. Oh, three packs. No. Oh. Let's cut upstairs. So, yeah, if you just keep going upstairs. I think you go yes. into a private office of Cherries Garcia, and he takes out, like, like uh, on th- this is a very cramped office full of paperwork and things that are from his alderman job. He goes to a desk that is put up against the wall, and on top of it, there is a small music box that he opens up. There's a ballerina inside, and he winds it, and it plays a haunting, twanging tune that only a music box can play. And upon the tune's completion, the little cabinet goes to the side and you have to hunch through a corridor that takes you into the doll room. And all of this, like you can see this sort of amused look, this hazy drunk look on Mordecai's face as he's being drawn farther and farther into the inner sanctum. And because this is a place that you have prepared to be a sacred place and done your geometry homework and whatnot, there is an overwhelming feeling of jubilation entering here. He laughs. He lets out a hearty laugh that echoes against the glassy eyes of the dolls that he's surrounded by. It's like when you walk into a room that smells nice. It doesn't do anything like physically for you, but it makes you feel good. His hearty laugh does that for Brother Windup. He just takes it in. So, Stephen, yes. what is the physical process to prepare someone like Mordecai to become a vessel. Like there's part of me that was like something similar to like the button eyes of Coraline. Like it's a little bit horrific. Yeah. Like in its implications. Ooh, I think it's because we keep talking about teeth as doors. And I think he has to pull out one of his own teeth with like a just a gnarly like not a dental practitioner's tool yeah i think it's something actually that probably cherries garcia has to do to him yeah cherries has a letter opener that's ceremonial that he got as a gift for becoming elected but didn't realize that it had on the hilt the spiral of bash on the handle and he's got a little crab hammer mm-hmm it's essentially getting your wisdom teeth removed, the sands being knocked out Whew. because those are the four corners of the world and the four winds that Vashrulif Oh, yeah. So maybe this through. isn't something that Cherries has to do. Maybe it's something that you have yeah. to do while Cherries holds him. Mm-hmm. So roll me a wreck. Okay. Yes. Wreck his mouth. Six. Oh, my God. Right off the bat. Yeah. Golly. Yes. It's kind of like... It looks, it's so, it has the energy of like before a ride starts, you know, and you come in this room and it's just, you know, it doesn't look like anything, but you're like, you know, I want to, let's sit down on the car, like the carpet looks comfy and the fire's there. And it's like, we're surrounded by these dolls. Like it's fun. 
and it's sitting down and Cherry sits down and then Mordecai kind of sits down in like a log flume thing where it's like all, he's not he's almost in his lap and it's it's very nice for a moment and you watch this kind of fluffy bunny walk behind you know a desk and Mordecai sits and Cherry sit and they're holding each other and they're kind of like a little bit drunk and like I don't know something could happen like this is fun yeah. like this is like something could happen I don't know what we're just along for the ride and then brother wind up walks back out and he's got this knife in one hand he's got this chisel in the other hand <laughs> And he's walking and the ears are so long that they kind of drag on the floor a little bit. And so he could scurry, he could float, but it is purposeful. And so it's fun to have contact with the world through footsteps. Brother Windup smiles and he's got just these two, like he had two exterior rabbit buck teeth. And so when he smiles, the seams of the stuffed animal open up to just be this cotton grin but this is an old, old toy, and it had not was not stuff, stuffed with cotton. It was stuffed with goose down. Mm -hmm. And so back then, goose down was real goose down, and so living organisms can get in there and feed off it. So when he smiles, he's got the buck teeth that are, you know, plastic or resin or probably pebbles. And when he smiles from the seams, there's just these maggots that make rows Ugh. of teeth. And then he smiles, and some dribble down, and that's when Mordecai kind of gets a little concerned. And then Cherry, put, who's a big man, puts kind of the hold on to him. Wraps him in a tight hug Wraps the way hug. you would hug a teddy bear. Yeah. Brother Windup jumps onto almost using Cherry's arms as a pedestal. He says to Mordecai, Smile. Every tooth is a door that welcomes Bashvalif. And there are screams that within... A few seconds as the ceremony takes hold, turn to laughter. I want an attune roll from you. Now, you do have the option of, of pushing yourself for this merely because mm. this is going to yeah. be pretty important. That I'll this push. Ceremony I goes. haven't taken any drain. And I think you will also get an extra die here because you've made this room sacred. Great. Uh, Hell two sixes and a wow. five. Two, I almost did six six six. Two sixes. Two sixes is and a five. A critical success. Yeah. This ceremony goes more than perfect. Oh, that gave me goosebumps. Yeah. What? Oh. Uh, man, I I have to. So like, what you wanted was to make this person a vessel for you to inhabit occasionally. Yeah. And I think. The puppet strings that we alluded to earlier being a part of Cherry's Garcia, I think he's you're going to turn Mr. Mordecai into a full marionette. I think you've taken the teeth from his mouth mm -hmm. and in each limb, in yeah. different like important parts of his body, you have implanted the tooth yeah. and there is a string oh. that goes through the yeah. universe and uh, ties directly to Vashraleth. He is now a direct vessel mm -hmm. for your God. Part of this is speaking is difficult through this, right. but he moves. And once everything is over, I think, you know, his hands heal up. It's as if the teeth were never put in yeah. there. He turns to you and it is the brightest smile it is like walking outside and feeling the sun on your skin 
<laughs> yeah, and with that, I think everyone in the room yeah, joins Cherry him. Is like, oh my god! But of course, not you, Alan. Oh, Downstairs. Geez. Oh no! You are filled with shame, but you're also still so hungry, and you know you only have a little bit of time. What do you do? Is there anyone around? It's a party. Oh wait! What? Uh, I think, I mean, I'm already down the path of committing the sins. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I think I, I'm like ravenous and I'm looking around and, and there's just like nothing, nothing like easy. There's nothing easy. And I look out the window and the party, as parties often do, produce garbage. And I think I see there's like two just like tin trash cans and one of them like rocks for a second and the lid clang falls off and like rolls and does that like thing where like when you roll a coin it like comes to a stop and then dragging a piece of discarded like bones that were used in broth or something silas um is (laughs) silas the boy yeah the boy (laughs) remember the boy um who couldn't afford the toy and was trying to make money to eat well he didn't make enough money to eat No, but I I think the dog is dragging out like scraps from the party and like tearing into, I guess probably garbage bags aren't really like a thing, but there's, you know, garbage refuse for him to go through. Oh, that's it. And I see him. Yeah, you were feeling so much shame earlier. The wrathful eye of Vashralith was turned on you for a minute and then suddenly that feeling disappeared. You don't know that the ceremony upstairs that was performed was more successful than you could have possibly imagined, and you don't know the impending uh, jubilation that you're going to feel, but right now, for probably the first time in as long as you can remember, the eyes of Vashralif are not on you. And without them, there is no joy. I'm just filled with this, like, savage, hateful envy towards the living. All I am is soul, and the soul is heavy. And I think without Vashralith to lift me up, I think there's a physical manifestation. I I always love this in a ghost. Uh-huh. Um, I think like winding around my arms as if snapping up from the ground, chains like, oh, wrap yes. and start to drag me down and like weigh me down with the pain of like immortal life. And just I turn these baleful my one eye that was opaque is now glowing like just this like dark horrible swirling purple mm-hmm. and i turn and i put my eyes on this like creature who, who who like lives to please and lives to serve and lives to to for companionship and love and i just hate it i'm just i've filled with this rage and this hatred and I want to eat it. I want to eat the dog. Yeah, roll me your tune to eat a dog. Okay. Roll me a tune to eat a dog. Come on, I do my dogs naked. No relish, yeah. no nothing. Nothing. That's a five. That's a five right there to eat the dog. Maybe a little cucumber This is my new voice now. Yeah. Angry <laughs> angry brother Eric sounds like this. Sorry about it. Not sorry. <laughs> give me the dog. Give it, give it, give it over here, give it. All right, so there's some sort of minor complication here. and Yeah, I would think so. I'm just trying to think of what it could possibly be. You are definitely eating this dog, which is going to fill up your feed. That dog's going to go down? And ruin me. 
Maybe yeah, he has dude, memes. Vashaliff is going to be so <laughs> mad. We've had him in a good time. Like, what so was I supposed <laughs> to do with Diane? <laughs> oh, I don't know. That's so sad. This is a mystery we'll never know. Oh, hey, here, here it is, dude. Oh, no. I'm so excited about this minor complication because it is so minor. Okay. But for you, it's going to be huge. <laughs> okay. Vashrilif enters the world at the end of the ceremony. You feel that and the chains snap away because it was Vashrilif who cut your chains. Vashrilif promised something else to you. Vashrilif promised strings. Strings lift you up and they fill you with joy they make you happy there is one thing still weighing you down though at this moment of ultimate triumph you know that vashrilif doesn't know that you've killed that dog that is a secret that you hold and you understand that sin oh no so there's your complication oh my god <laughs> This was a remarkably successful operation. In the newspapers and gossip rags, it is hailed as a disastrous party <laughs> right. run by Cherries Garcia, who will lose his alderman seat in the next election because three people died at his party. But he'll take a, <laughs> he'll take a private sector job over at Sons and Sons. Exactly. Oh, yeah. yeah, and he served his purpose. Yeah. I mean, he's, I mean, he's all in now. He's, he's still like, an acolyte, yeah. and he understands Vashrilif for the first time. I think Sons and Sons, we cut to like a time-lapse montage as Sons and Sons very quickly is replaced by the Lava Fills Gifts factory as Lava Fills, uh, like uh, the second son, like there is a tragic accident that happens to the first son of Sons and Sons. And the second son takes over instead, where the tragic accident unfortunately claimed the life of the father and the eldest son. And he sells the factory to the wildly successful Lava Fills Gifts, which had the hottest toy of that season and made a pretty penny and filled the world with joy. Enough to, well, I'm sure we'll be able to sort through later, do some very impressive things to that gift shop and make this factory a dedicated toy factory. The way things normally go in Blades in the Dark is you have your time where you establish a target, then you go on your job, and afterwards you have downtime where you get to indulge your vices and start building your criminal empire. So before we end our game here, I want to know what you do with your downtime as this is going on, as your empire is starting to build up. And I think you are going to move from a level zero organization to probably this propels you all the way to level two. This is just very important. You made a critical ally at exactly the yeah, right time. Yeah, we have like an avatar of our god yeah. effectively walking. I think because it's just about joy, we kind of just, we were happy where we were. So I think we run everything from quote unquote behind the scenes, but it was the same scene that we were always at, at the original. At like now it's like kind of like, you know, nookies where it's like, oh, it's Lava Fills Gifts 1 is the one yeah. is our, you know, oh, original right. Lava Fills Gifts. Like and then Pizzeria Reno or whatever. Yeah. So I think we're there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think I've, 
I think I've developed a taste for dog. <laughs> oh my god. So like when like when we're not doing official business mm-hmm. things, I'm like slinking off and like gluttonously watching people mm-hmm. walk dogs or do dog things on the street or like when I really feel like it's super safe, I'm like like just I I I, I don't have the the like spine to do a, another whole one, mm-hmm. but I'm like siphoning a little bit at a time. I I really really like that. I think I'm keeping this form because it was at my greatest triumph. Mm-hmm. But I think I got it like fixed. Weren't up you a, a rabbit bit. when the dog ripped you apart? Yeah. So it's like all things. Yeah. So yeah, it's like full circle for you. Yeah. So I have kind of gotten it cleaned up a little bit maybe got my eye replaced not too much to honor what had happened but i think ultimately is i go out with silas every day and so silas has almost become like this notorious arson mm-hmm. that nobody knows about because he's just this now he's 10 yeah now he's nine and it's just taking out little you know path of echo hot spots and oh, fun. everybody else and it's just kind of like well he's got access to all this newspaper and all this like you know lacquer and stuff because he like you know washes shoe shines and all of that and nobody knows and nobody notices him because he's just a little kid and he's got and he even looks younger than he is because he's carrying around a stuffed rabbit everywhere that fucking rules that's gnarly as hell so yeah we see like the window of lava phil's gifts now brighter cleaner more welcoming probably the only colorful thing that you can see in the entire city of Duskfall. It stands out, and it stands out because it's blessed by something that's not entirely of this world. And zooming out through the window as ash gently falls over the city, as we can hear the singing and laughter of people celebrating St. Morden's revels, we see this carousel in the window, this carousel music box that fills the air with, again, that haunting twang uh, and moves at the same automatic rhythmic pace of Duskfall, joining the buzzing of the lights and the stomping thump that is the beating heart of the city. And that is Blades in the Dark, gentlemen. And that was spooky (laughs) as fuck! Yeah, that was cool. Yeah. Thank you both very much. Thank you. This episode of One Shot features music by Scott Buckley, provided under a Creative Commons International 4.0 license. Tracks used are The Spirit, Venom, Eidolon, Filaments, Sleep, and Red. The Scream Chorus was provided by Inspector J, courtesy of freesound.org. This episode of One Shot was edited and sound designed by Tracy Barnett. You can find more of their work online, anywhere, at The Other Tracy. Well, heroes, that's it for One Shot this week, but don't worry. We'll be back next week with Jeff Stormer's Anyone Can Wear the Mask. In the meantime, be sure to check out some of the other amazing programs we have here on the OneShot Network.
As always, heroes, we end one shot with a call to action. And this week, let's talk about net neutrality. Heroes, the Trump administration made a lot of really disastrous changes to public policy. One of them is deciding to no longer classify the internet as a utility. I think we've seen in the last few years that access to information is critically important. And the internet has undeniably become an important information utility in this country. Without being classified as a utility, too much power is put in the hands of private telecom corporations. Now, the Obama administration actually initially classified the internet as a utility, and that was undone by the Trump administration. It would make sense for the Biden administration to move back to the old Obama model, but there are powerful lobbies that are going to work to prevent that from happening. It's going to take a lot of public pressure in order to overturn that decision and put things the way they should be, which means we'll need your support. One of the best ways to do this is calling your representatives. And when you're doing that, you can also urge your representatives to classify the internet as a utility on the state level while we're waiting for things to be overturned nationally. And calling is easy. When I make calls to my reps, I use a site called fivecalls.org. That's the number five calls.org. There you can find issue summaries on issues like this one, contact information for your representatives, and scripts to read while you're on the phone to help you get your point across. Calling is quick and it can make a huge impact on issues like this. Thanks, heroes. As always, a humble and hearty thanks to our supporters on Patreon. If you want to help us in a non-monetary way, the best thing you can do is tell a friend. You can also leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Every five-star review we get helps new people find the show. For the latest one-shot news, be sure to follow me on Twitter at OneShotRPG. Look us up on Facebook at Facebook.com slash OneShotPod, or look for news on the site at OneShotPodcast.com. If you want to inquire about ad rates, live appearances, commissioning episodes, or you have a general question or comment for the show, contact us at GameMaster at OneShotPodcast.com. OneShot is a production of the OneShot Podcast Network in association with Paracosm Press. Paracosm Press is a Chicago-based tabletop games publisher. You can find more information at P-A-R-A-C-O-S-M-Press.com. Finally, that music which is right now swelling up over my voice is Adventure by Be Your Own Pet, courtesy of Infinity Cat Records. See you next time, heroes.